I saw it. You saw what? I saw it. How many times do I have to tell you? You don't know what you're dealing with. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Encounter Stories. This is Tony, and I got Dan with me. What's going on, man? What's up, Tony? Nothing much, Dan the man, dude. Dude, I'm excited because... Um, what's your name? What's that, would you say? What's your name? <laughs> what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm excited because we um, are going to talk about the Patterson-Gimlin film, uh, which is the most arguably the most famous Bigfoot video ever filmed. Um, it was originally filmed in 1967 in Northern California. Um, I'm sure if you were listening to this podcast and you're into odd stuff in general, you've probably seen this in some way, shape, or form. Uh, it's just like a really cool... Um, it's just a really, really cool video. Even if you're not like a Bigfoot enthusiast, you probably have seen it. So, um, so Dan, you know, I've already told everybody that you're an expert on Bigfoot because you pretty much know everything about Bigfoot. You, you give me a lot of the Bigfoot information. Um, can you tell us, uh, tell us a little bit more about this film? Like, why is it, why there was a lot of rumors. I heard that like it was at one point it was deemed a hoax. And then I heard that it wasn't. So can you give us like a little bit of a background and, and as to why it's actually still people believe that it actually is a real film? Um, yeah, so yeah, so it, there's a lot of misinformation in that one, in that sentence there. Of course, um, <laughs> which is why I'm so asking first you. Of all, <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, I'm not a Bigfoot expert. I just look into it and research. But I understand what you were saying. No you know one's more a than most. More than yeah, most. no one's a no one's a Bigfoot Bigfoot expert because we just don't know enough about the creature to really uh, make any. Uh, long-standing accurate accounts of what they do you know where they live what they eat etc etc i mean there's so many different so many different reports that i've read and heard so many different things and it's, it's just like confusing so anyway this film was taken in 1967 uh, up in northern california by a guy named um bob Gim gimlin and uh roger pat roger patterson Mm -hmm. And they were on a trip after hearing um, a report of a strange beast or creature that one of the, the people they ran into in their logging trips happened to talk to them about. And they decided kind of on a whim to just go out and try to find the thing. And so they went up to uh, Northern California, um, about 25, it's about... Um, it's like a, it's alongside a bluff, bluff creek. No, bluff creek. <laughs> well, <laughs> you should just say that's how he says it in the video. Yeah, that's alongside the creek. A tributary uh, on the Klamath River, um, northwest of Orleans, California, and uh, you know they they decided to go up there, and what happened was they were both, you know, they were just trail riding with their horses, and they had trail cameras and whatever, and. What happened basically became the most famous video taken of a Bigfoot ever. Now, it's been many, many people have tried to debunk it and also try to prove that it existed. And there's 
a lot of different um, sides to the story. But um, th- what ended up happening was they were coming up over the top of this creek and they um, happened to see this big hairy ape-like creature walking what they were basically searching for. And, you know, one of them had a, a firearm and the other one decided to just jump off the horse and gallop ahead. Well, no, one of them was galloping ahead and said, watch me, you know, watch my back. You know, you get the rifle, watch my back. So he galloped up on his horse and that's why... It's if you watch the video footage, they stabilize it now with modern technology. But back then, it was like I don't know what they were using. I'm not familiar with the type of technology back then, but it was clearly not able to stabilize itself as he was um, filming on the on the back of a horse. And so he followed this this creature that you can see on the camera for uh, for probably probably close to a hundred feet somewhere around there and uh, just watched it walk off into the the distance into the forest uh, there are a lot of reports that now say that there were you know if you look at the if you look at the video and you break it frame by frame you look at the woods surrounding there's one in the woods that you can't see uh, with the naked eye um, and so that's something I've looked into and obviously people start circling film and pointing things out with crosses and you know arrows and whatever and it's it's just hard to tell what's going on you know you on. wonder you wonder like what type of camera they were using back then cuz think about it i mean like when you were you know when you're back then i mean even in the you know early 80s i mean if you wanted to film like a family function you had to rent like a video like camcorder you know that had like a battery pack on it you put it on your shoulder you know, like it, you had, you had to make sure you had like a VHS tape in there, you know? So I would wonder like what type of camera they were using back then. Cause it just seems like, I mean, I guess that people, I'm not saying like, this is oh, uh, definitely a way to prove that it's not real, but it's like, you go to the extent of actually grabbing all that equipment in the hopes that you might find something. So it just seems kind of lucky that they were able to, you know, find what they were looking for and get video footage of it. You know what I mean? So it just seems like a really, a really, I mean, hey, maybe it's the best coincidence ever. But I mean, well, I you mean, know, there it's are not like you just, of, it's not like you just had an iPhone in your pocket. You know, like you, you had to have like a heavy piece of equipment with you. Yeah, but even, even with an iPhone, it still wouldn't have been able to. You know, it's still even with a phone these days, you still can't zoom in and make it clear enough really to capture something without a professional, professional lens. But um, there are thousands of people who have sightings every year. Mm-hmm. Um, those people tend to never capture enough of the creature to be able to prove that it exists. Uh, and and you know, I'm on some of these Bigfoot these sites, these Bigfoot fan pages, or uh, whatever you know which ones I'm talking about. Right, on right. Facebook community groups, and dude, the 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 stuff that people post, it's just ridiculous. They're like, I see this Bigfoot. And it's like the back of a trunk of a tree. Yeah. And it's like, dude, come on. Seriously? Like, seriously? Yeah. Like, stop with this. You know, like, enough is enough. There are plenty of people who have sightings every year that I believe that it's real. Mm-hmm. But um, the stuff that people post, I mean, it's, it's like I've told you before, we've argued about this extensively. Why don't people have... Um, why don't people... Aren't, why aren't people able to capture these things? Well, first of all, the people who are actually capturing these things are not going out to look for them, number one. And number two, the people who are 
always tend to um, to get like the most obscure views, blurry. They use blurry cameras that just not. They don't use the the correct technology to be able to really see these things. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just uh, it just it's just not good. You know, it just it just adds so much discredit to the topic uh, when they post these you know terrible blurry images of of a bigfoot um, that they think that they see in a tree or you know peeking a head out or whatever and so um so this is this one's very interesting uh for a few reasons and the first thing people are going to say is i read somewhere that bob Gim before he died bob gimlin um said that it was a hoax well no he didn't say it was a hoax what he said was that he he you know they they knew a lot of some people knew they were going up there um, uh, he, he always denied he was in he was denied that he was part of a hoax but he said that he said that you know someone could have hoaxed it mm-hmm. you know someone could have hoaxed it there were people who knew they were going up there so you know he's being honest when he said yeah someone someone could have hoaxed it people knew we were up there but I wasn't part of any hoax and I didn't have anything to do with it except for the fact that I was there and I took the film and this is what happened and yeah, so, so it could have people, been like some dude in like a suit that like you know walked around. They actually you know that knew they were there and they thought it was an actual real Bigfoot. Okay, yeah, that well, so he was admitting basically that but that was that a possibility. That it was yeah. a possibility, you know. Right. But he but to his death, I mean, he died of cancer. Um, he ended up dying dying of cancer in 1972, and um, to his death, he said that that was real. It was a real footage, you know. So people are gonna people. It seems like people don't understand English. So right. if you read that statement, how can you possibly say that it was a, you know, he, he said it was a, a fake. No, he didn't say that. He said the, there's a possibility that some someone did that to them. But honestly, how many people would spend their time and their money going up there? And at the time, there are some people who, who say that there's no way that the film industry, because they, you know, you're very familiar with the film industry. At that time, they had they could not create such a suit. They could not create such a lifelike suit at the time, and so there's a lot of people who say this could not be faked because even the film industry could not create something this lifelike that that you by the naked eye you can't tell it's a suit. Right. Most of the time, with special effects or like the camera angles and lighting, you could take a really bad you know suit and make it look real because you won't be able to see the lines because of the light or whatever you know a lot about that more than i do and so you 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 have this film of 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 a creature potentially that people are saying you know doesn't exist or that it does exist and um but you can't tell by the naked eye that it that it's it's fake and that's why it still has never been debunked now what what are some of the other reasons why people say that it's you know that it's real you said something about the way that the you know the it moves it doesn't move like a suit it moves like actual muscle and so forth yeah so um my degree and i'm not saying i am a <laughs> a uh, a master of anything really right but my degree is in movement science okay mm-hmm. and when you when you take a look at how humans walk and I'm just gonna pull this video up so I can take a look at it 
um, so I can talk about it while I'm watching it because that's I think that's important. You need to be able to watch it to be able to kind of see what's going on. Um, you have to you you know I've studied movement for my whole life. My degree is in movement science, and I can see I'm really good at diagnosing movement and what's what's efficient, and what's not efficient. And if you take a look at this this thing moving then you can understand that it's it's number one moving very, very smoothly um, it's not herky-jerky it doesn't look like the person is uh, trying you know if it was a person it doesn't look like the person is really um, expending a lot of effort uh, trying to do this and um, and also when I take a look at if you slow it down and there's a lot of videos out there so I would implore you to take a look at the videos of the people who diagnose it, like literally take it and put it in like a, a photorealistic, uh, you know, app that they have and they diagnose the video and go, look through it frame by frame. And if you particularly if you look at that, the thing actually has breasts, number one. OK, so what filmmaker, what what person would create a suit that actually has breasts? And if you look at the picture, you can see that this thing has breasts and um, Number two, there's no seams in the, in, that you can see. Um, and then number three, the smoothness of its gait, the head turn with the body moving forward at the same time um, is, is a typical motion for a human being. We don't change our whole gait based on uh, whether we see something or not. We, we, can, we, can, we can move forward and still look that opposite way. And um, mm -hmm. the flatness of the feet, and they actually cast the, the tracks, which I don't have any knowledge of where those tracks are, where they're located or who, act, you know, where, you know, what they look like. But I've heard in videos that there are dermal ridges uh, on those uh, foot footsteps that they cast, okay. those footprints that they cast, and which means that there are, you know, the ridges of, of the skin, basically, you can see in the actual footprints. So that's another thing right there. Um, and then the last greatest piece of evidence that I have seen, which makes me believe that it's the truth, is that there are some videos um, that are so up close with modern technology that they've zoomed into the video and they've cleared it up that you can actually see when the footfall hits the ground, you can see the muscle structure move inside the skin. You know, so like, it, you know, if you took your leg right now and you and you rolled up your pants and you put your foot on the ground and you stamped it on the ground like you were walking, the shock of the of that impact to the ground would send movement up your muscle, mm -hmm. right? Your muscle contracting, right? Um, and you can see that in the creature as it as it walks in at least a couple of the frames. And and so it's really difficult to for me who's been a move you know my degrees in movement science and, and I've been watching sports and movement my whole life as, as as a lot of people have when you see that it's really difficult for me to say no that's not true because in a suit you would not be able to see it even with all the hair hair on the legs you know you would not be able to see it with all the hair on the legs so um, it, especially with like if it was a suit and it was like really fake hair you wouldn't be able to see that it's like a, a layer of fabric 
over your skin, you wouldn't be able to see it. But because the, the creature is large and the muscle structure is large, you'll, you can see the massive muscle structure move. It's when funny the, because when I'm actually impacts the ground. Um, yeah, I'm watching, um, a video of this where they zoom in yeah, and they're actually, yeah, they're actually, you can actually see like the, yeah, like if it, if it was a suit, the hair on it wouldn't move like that. The, mm -hmm. you know, the, there is like, they show like how the, like the bicep and tricep and actually like the muscles of the shoulders are actually, they're actually moving like while he's, he's walking, he, he or she is walking away. Mm-hmm. So that does lend a little bit more credibility to it that it doesn't seem like you could you could pull that off with a suit, especially back then. Especially back then, and you, you know yeah. more than I do about that kind of a that kind of a thing. So for you to say that tells me tells me a lot about you know my belief in in the the authenticity of this video um, because you would have you would call BS if it was BS, you know. Yeah, I mean it's funny too because. Like a couple months ago, you know, like it was weird. I was always into Bigfoot. And then, you know, me and my buddy, who's my, my friend, who's, uh, he's just, he doesn't believe in anything. Um, and, you know, him and I went back on this. And there was a time, maybe like two years ago, where I was like, eh, I don't really believe in Bigfoot anymore. But the more stuff you've sent me, the more time I've spent on it. I mean, you've you've sent me some stuff that, has actually, you know, you're like, oh, dude, you got to look at this. Like, just look at this. Like, trust me. So it's like, I'll look at it. And some of it is compelling, you know, to the point where it's like, not all of this can be fake. You know, you come to a certain point where it's like, when there's so many sightings, you start to wonder how that many people could be seeing the same thing or having a similar experience if it was fake. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, let's, let's just be honest. We did an episode on the Mothman, right? Right. Mothman's only been seen a handful of times in, since it was seen the first time. Right. You know, the Bigfoot sightings happen thousands of times all every year. Right. You know, or at least hundreds of times. So I'll, I'll just say that, you know, to be, try to be as, uh, you know, authentic as possible. Uh, hundreds of times a year, a, big, a Bigfoot is sighted. Yeah. By the general public. Right. And so... Yeah, I, all these people cannot be wrong. Ninety percent maybe are seeing a bear that's standing upright, which bears do, as we know. They walk on two legs sometimes, and it's a very strange waddle. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, I can totally understand ninety percent of the people seeing something that's not a bigfoot, but it looks like a bigfoot, or they see something in the woods that that is um, making a noise. It's just like they're afraid of it. Their adrenaline's pumping. And they, their mind races to what they think it might be, right? Especially because they're scared. So where does, the, where does your mind go as soon as it's scared to the worst possible outcome, which would mean something like a cryptid that they know about, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not like a bear on two legs. Right. Um, and so there's just too many stories. I, I go back to this guy all the time, and I forgot to send you that video today. Did I send you that video today? No, hunt, uh, no, no. Video. Sorry about that. That's okay. I meant to do that, and then I got to work, and I didn't. Um, but there's just too many stories. This guy, this guy's name is Steve Ishdal. If you don't have, if you've never logged onto YouTube, you should. If you're into this topic, and it would be a great idea to look up his channel, which is called HowToHunt.com. 
and he he gets stories and this guy's a no bs guy he's a he's a hunting guide he's out in the woods almost every day of the year on he he scouts out things he guides people he hunts everywhere in the british columbia sometimes in the united states very rarely but sometimes he does especially now and um he had, you know, his grandfather had this, had an experience with a Bigfoot. He's had experience with Sasquatch as well, uh, multiple times. And he, two, two to three stories a week, he tells from people sending in stories. Like, what, you know, we ask people to send in stories to us. And, um, you know, we, we try to get as many as we can, but, you know, it's, it's not like what he gets. Right. And he's getting two to three stories a week of, of, you ha- you can't they, like honest to goodness people who are going out in the woods and having these experiences um, and sending them into him and and basically telling him thank you so much for allowing us to tell our story in a place where there's no judgment because it's such a such a topic it's a topic that you know uh, people get criticized for all the time when they have the people laugh at it's it's incredible to me I don't I never heard someone tell a Bigfoot story in real life, to be honest with you, besides on the Internet. But partly because we live in the Northeast, and we also don't live in the part of the Northeast that may have a Bigfoot in it, like uh, Vermont, Maine, Maine yeah, and New, New Hampshire, Hampshire, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, so, you know, we don't, that doesn't happen often unless you run into someone who had lived, used to live up there or goes up there all the time to hunt, etc., so you have this guy who's telling two to three stories a week, and he says he's got hundreds and hundreds of emails to pull to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, every month he's getting hundreds of emails, and um, some of the stories are as mundane as I heard a whoop whoop in the in the forest, or um, something was throwing rocks at me at my campsite. How could it have been a human? I'm out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, people don't do that. <laughs> Number one. They just don't do that. Why would you find someone out in the middle of nowhere at a campsite and throw rocks at them? Yeah. You're probably the only people who are out way out in the in the bush are the pe- people who are studying things, or um, you know hiking, going on a trail, trying to get th- to the next point, or doing something like that, something outdoorsy. They're not going to be stopping and finding someone's campsite at two o'clock in the morning and throwing rocks at their at their uh, you know campground. It's right. just like it's one of those things that you. You can't explain. I mean, and then and then the extreme is, um, you know, I I heard something moving through the camp. I got up, I ran to my car, or I felt something push my my tent over with me in it. And how could that have been? You know, it could have been a bear, probably, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hand felt like it, it pushed me and the tent over, and the hand felt like it had five fingers. Um, and so it's just like. You know, there are so many accounts of this kind of thing, but most of them are just observations and hearing things, wood knocks, etc. Um, and they're not all like, oh, my God, I saw a Bigfoot run across the road. I almost hit it with my car. Those are very rare to have. Yeah. You know, and, you don't know, like, it's, it's, it, it, I don't know. These, these people are normal people. It's like you and I going up to, Vermont we go out in the woods to um, we decide to build a cabin out in the woods of Vermont live off the land you know mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> not that we would ever do that because we're both not um, 
that way. We're not like that, but we don't we don't have those skills. So yeah. um, we, uh, you know, you know, we decide to do that, right? Or you decide to go up there with your wife, and you're going to live off the land in Vermont. Mm-hmm. We we don't we don't have that those type of skills. And when those people go up and do that, they're just doing those things, and all of a sudden something comes up, and all of a sudden they're just like, "What is that?" You know, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to explain to people. It's hard to rationalize um, that a gigantic relic hominid or something completely different than what we've ever seen before is out there living in the forest and we don't really know about it. Mm -hmm. It's scary to people. Um, It throws off their paradigm of what the, you know, the things that could potentially be uh, and um, could rock the very foundation of our society, just like UFOs and aliens could. If the government ever said, yep, it's real, yep, we've met with them, yep, they've influenced our government, and they've influenced our technology by doing this, you know? So, I don't know. It's just one of those things. No, I, 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 it's funny just because anytime you talk about or anybody talks about Bigfoot, it's got this weird stigma that surrounds it about how there's no way it could be real. Um, but I find a lot of the people that just will say there's no way it could be real or I choose not to believe it are people that do not take the time to actually look at the evidence and see what is out there. And I think that's Mm. a big part of it. You know, it's like, it's easy to kind of, it's, it's easier to toss something to the wind and say it doesn't exist than to take, you know, maybe like an hour or two, sit down and look at the evidence that people have kind of, you know, thrown out there so that, you know, and, and come to your own conclusions, you know, but if you choose to just see one side of the argument, then, I mean, that's like the worst thing you could possibly do. You know, you can't have, you can't make a decision um, on what to believe or what is right or wrong without seeing both sides. Like you have to see both sides and then make it uh, an educated decision, you know, as to what you believe, but not looking at, you know, the other side, I feel like is just, I mean, I feel like that's just common sense. You know what I mean? So if you don't believe in something, I think you should do your, your due diligence and just look at the other side, you know, and see, see what that, those other views are, you know, and then you can say, ah, it's bullshit. I still don't believe it. Or, okay, there might be something to this. You know, I didn't realize that, you know, and then, yeah, but you can still, you can still, I guess, you know, you can still choose to not believe or to not fall on that side of the line. But I feel like it's in any educated decision, you have to kind of see both sides. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You cannot discount it right off the bat when there are so many people every year having what they think is a is an encounter um, with Sasquatch. So, you know, I'm not willing to discount anything. So there are things. There are things like the Mothman. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you know one of the first things that I would love to discount. <laughs> um, number two, I would love to discount this idea of what um, people say is a Dogman. Have you ever heard? Yeah, I've heard the Dogman. Dog yeah. Yeah, um, I would love to discount that right off the bat and say you're absolutely crazy. There's no werewolf-looking thing. That's huge, as big as a Sasquatch running around and terrorizing um, ranchers in the Midwest and then also in, like, British Columbia and whatever. 
I mean, these are like fringe, fringe cryptids that are we're talking about here. Things that are, you know, rarely seen, even rarely um, sighted. Yeah. You know, the, the, the especially Mothman and Dogman, rarely do you see any episodes of any um, credible human being talking about that they've seen this kind of thing. Right. Um, whereas in, you know, the Bigfoot sense, there are many 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 sightings every year of bigfoot and so it kind of lends it a little bit more credence to the fact that it could there could be something like that you know yeah um i don't know i but i but my i guess my point is i'm never going to say no it doesn't exist right you know um i don't believe there are fairies right yeah you know i almost did you almost did i was just gonna bring that up yeah uh, let's not bring that up though we just did (laughs) Yeah, and if you remember. listen to our if you listen to our past two episodes, it comes up. <laughs> I like pulled you out of the, the wormhole. For <laughs> yeah, well, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, because <laughs> we already did, and it's ridiculous. That yeah, I just think that, I well. just think that you watched that video on like, and you needed more sleep. <laughs> I think it was delirious. I might have taken a gummy. At some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you might have yeah that night because. <laughs> Yeah, I think I did. I actually think I did take a, you know, (laughs) a gummy meaning just a regular gummy, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, everybody needs to let loose once in a while. Let's be real. Well, so, yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I don't like to discount anything because uh, there's just so much we don't know. It's so hard for me. Um, The guy, Steve, who I was just talking about, always talks about people who just discount everything. And he talks about just saying, you know, like, you know, how can you discount anything when you don't have all the information yourself? And um, there are good, hardworking people out there having these sightings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who are you to tell anybody that what they saw wasn't what they saw? You weren't there. You yeah. don't know what they saw. You know, you were not. I think that's the most powerful thing you can say to someone who's like, no, you didn't have that type of an encounter. You didn't see what you saw. You weren't there. You don't know what I saw. Yeah. You know? Um, Not to mention that, like, this guy's like, yeah, he's just like, hey, guess what? He's like, you know, you don't, he's like, you don't care. He's like, I don't really don't care. Right. You know, he's just, he's like, you do what you want. He's like, but he's like, here's, here's like another story out of like the 300 I got this week. He's like, so figure that out. Yeah. So, (laughs) uh, yeah. So figure it out yourself. Basically, he says, you know, deal with it in your own mind. And a lot of people, he says, just can't deal with it because it just scares them so much. So they just completely get angry and start like fighting other people online about how it's not a real thing and whatever. But again, it just goes back to how do you know what I saw and you don't, you weren't where you weren't with me. And I'm yeah. not talking about me myself. I'm just talking about the general public who has these sightings, you know? Right. Well, I mean, dude, I, I, I mean, I, I appreciate you kind of going through, you know, all the stuff and kind of breaking down that video because I feel like, you know, it's, it's one of those videos that, you see it and you see it quickly and you're like, ah, that's a guy in a suit. But like, you don't really think about like the year it was filmed, you know, how mm-hmm. they didn't have that type of suit back then. How, if you, if, you know, if you slow it down and you look at it closely, you can see like, you know, the muscle moving and, and they, there's videos online that literally like circle the points on the suit and to pay attention to things moving when it's walking. And those are actually, I think the very convincing factors for me, like a suit just doesn't move like that. So, um, you know, take the time to look at the video and then 
uh, the slowed down footage, you know, the, you know, the videos where they focus in on the muscle and then kind of come to your own conclusion. But, um, but yeah, man, thanks for breaking that down. Um, I, I hope, um, you know, anybody listen to this, if you're, if you're into Bigfoot, you know, make sure you check out our, our, um, Instagram, our encounter stories, Instagram, our Facebook page, um, all that information is at the end of the episode. Uh, so just make sure you check us out, give us a like comment, subscribe to our podcast. And if you like it, just share it with somebody, you know, if you know somebody out there who might like it, um, you know, just, just take a minute and share it. I know that like, uh, those true crime podcasts are pretty popular and they got big because, you know, somebody would listen to it and be like, Oh, I think I, I know somebody that would like this. We're just trying to do the same thing and create a community of people who have stories. So if you think somebody wants to share their story or you, you know, think someone else would like this, take that two seconds and just share it with them. We'd really appreciate it. Um, so with that being said, I think that does it for this episode. Um, unless you have anything else, Dan, you want to add anything as I always ask? I would like to add a couple, like a couple examples of people who are pretty credible. You know, some of the things they say may be far fetched for you at this time, but, um, if you're into this topic, uh, you know, how to hunt.com on YouTube, Scott Carpenter on YouTube, um, Todd Standing, believe it or not, I know people think oh, yeah. that he's a huge hoax, but I have my doubts on whether he hoaxes or not. I've listened to him for years um, talk about the same thing. He went to court, court and paid his own money. I don't know if I don't know if many people know this, but Todd Standing went to court in Canada and paid his own money and took the took the forestry service in Canada to to court and tried to sue for them to to categorize Bigfoot and and make it into a protected species. He spent hundreds of thousands of dollars of his own money to take the forestry service to court. And in the end they just told him to go away, little boy, you know, you don't have the right to do this kind of thing. And he lost all that money. Mm-hmm. Trying to take a trying to take the government agency to court to uh, make this uh, this creature a protected species. That's uh, that's how confident he is that they exist. And if you look up any of his stuff, he has actual like very very clear pictures of things that look just like the Patterson Gimlin film. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's the closest to the Patterson Gimlin film you're going to find. There is nothing else out there that even remotely comes close to the stuff that he has. And, uh, you know, you can think that he's a hoax or not. I don't really care. Um, but it's it's really important for you to see the best players in this in this game, right? So, you, you know, we watch the NFL on Sundays if we want or any, any of the professional sports. And those are the cream of the crop, the top, top, top athletes in the world at their their sport, right? So if you're looking for information, don't go anywhere but the top people in the field of either research, the Bigfoot research, or like this, the top people in the know about, Mm. about Bigfoot. And those people that I listed, Steve Ishtal on howtohunt.com on YouTube, Scott Carpenter is a huge, David Politis um, of Missing 411, like he, you know, he does he, he's he's amazing he's an amazing man by the way i think him and, and him and steve are uh, probably the top of i think dave is like 
it's someone who everyone can um everyone will like yeah and everyone can kind of like uh like, relate uh, to on, yes exactly relate to scar Commodore, steve ishtel dave politis and uh todd standing and he has some todd has some incredible pictures and video that I don't it's know. It's hard he's, to he's, discount. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to discount. He's very hard to discount, and he does a great job explaining. He's a tracker. Um, he's taken some. Um, uh, also, you know, uh, look up Dr. Melba Ketchum. She did the DNA study on the, the hair that uh, that uh, I think it was uh, who was it that gave the hair to her? Dave, Dave Pilates. Um, and then who's the last person that I wanted to bring up? Oh man, I can't I can't remember I can't remember right now, and I don't want to drag this out. But you know those those people right there. Take a look at them because they're the t- the cream of the crop right now. Nobody else has anything close to what they have and w- the information that they've been able to glean from other people, the stories that they tell, and their own research. I mean, Steve doesn't do research, but he he gets stories from people who do, and also people who have random sightings. So um, I would take a listen from the beginning. Uh, of his YouTube video, of his YouTube video channel, uh, and, and just everything else. So you know, good luck, everybody. I hope that you, I hope you know when you take a look at this stuff, you can keep an open mind and realize that there are people out there who are, are literally uh, who have PTSD from some of these things that they've gone through, and they're real, they're real people. You know, it's, mm-hmm. this isn't just um, you know some Yahoo's running out in the woods with firearms and running around trying to shoot one of these things. These are people who are just. Minding their own business, having these encounters, and, and a lot and of them are, are experienced hunters too. So yeah, know, so a lot of not, them are very experienced hunters, and then not one person has shot one yet. Yeah, well, I would say, um, you know, like yeah, those are definitely good places to start. Um, that's some good info right there. So you know, definitely um, check out those guys if you want a little bit more information, uh, and you want to see some uh, some videos and pictures and whatnot. So. Um, With that being said, we want to thank you guys for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week, so later. Thanks for listening to another episode of Encounter Stories. Please be sure to check out our Instagram at Encounter underscore stories underscore podcast and our Facebook page titled Encounter Stories. We release every Wednesday and can be heard on any of your podcast listening platforms. And if you have a story that you would like to share, please be sure to send us an email at yourencounterstory at gmail.com.